Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. And welcome to season two of Silver Spoons. We got the first episode entitled Passports to Pleasure, which aired on October 15th, 1983. This episode actually has a high rating. It's 8.7 out of 10, based on 22 ratings. This episode, of course, was directed, as always, by Jack Shea, writers David W. Duclan, the creator, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moore, also creators, written by David W. Duclan, creator Ben Starr, creator uh, Martin Cohen, and Howard Leeds, who also created Small Wonder, what a small world. <laughs> Looks like we have a spot here for soundtracks. We have Macho Man, performed by Jason Bateman. Oh, great. <laughs> now uh, Jason Bateman's going to show off his singing talents. Aside from being the world's biggest butthead. <laughs> well, the character Derek's a butthead, not Jason Bateman. <laughs> All right, before I get into this podcast, I always like to be upfront to all you new listeners out there. If you're listening for the first time, thank you. Thank you for jumping on board. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast so far. And if you'd like to follow along with the podcast, you can go to Facebook at Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast page, or you can go to Instagram and follow along at Silver Spoons Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to talk about your Silver Spoons memories, you can also email me at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com and I will put the email address and ways to follow along with the show in the description of the episode. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you know also caught up with Punky Brewster, which all four seasons have been covered, and they are on the Punky Power slash Silver Spoons podcast SoundCloud page. You can even go to iTunes. You can listen along on SoundCloud, and you can even listen on Podbean, which I've looked and they have my podcast up there, which is funny because whether they go there automatically, because I only signed up with SoundCloud, so I don't know, but let's jump into season two and I'm going to watch the uh, intro, see if there's new footage for season two. I totally forgot to read the description for this episode. After Ricky's Badger Patrol leader pulls out at late notice, he and Kate convince Edward to take the boys to the National Convention in Chicago. Mind you, they live in New York. Silver, or uh, is it Shallow Springs, New York, I think? 
While there, Derek and Ricky hatch a plan to get lucky with some high school cheerleaders. You boys are not even 13 yet. No, 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 no. That is not happening. So I believe we did get one piece here of new footage to start out with. We get Dexter, who's playing one of the arcade games, as Kate and Edward start walking into the living room. And Dexter, of course, is pretending to dust the screen of the arcade game. Like, oh, I wasn't playing it. But most of this is all shots from season one. We get a shot from, I think it's Happy Birthday... Rick's 13th birthday, we have Edward and Dexter wearing Happy Birthday party hats. Franklin Seals as Dexter does have his own credit in the intro, which is cool. He's now officially in the series. So I noticed in season one, Kate's hair is really, you know, it's curly. And at this point, it's fall of 1983. And her hair is mainly straight here. Whether it goes back to curly or changes from episode to episode, I don't know. But I think as the show evolves through the seasons, her hair kind of changes. At one point, I think it even gets above her shoulders. So. so the episode starts off. It's in the living room. And Kate and Edward are at... The desk there, I think they're going through the mail. We get Ricky coming in in his Badger Patrol uniform. And he looks like he's not too happy. Like he's kind of bummed about something. So Ricky sits down on the couch and his dad says, Hey, is there something wrong, son? And I ever, you know, I kind of like how when Ricky came through the door, he's like, Hey, gang. <laughs> um, but. Ricky tells him about how, or reminds him, how he and Derek were going to the National Badger Convention in Chicago, and now they can't go. The trip's been called off because their scout leader, Chubby Butterman, which, is that an, it's, that's gotta be a nickname, who is the father of Tubby Butterman, who was, that person was mentioned in the season one finale as the arm wrestling champion of Shallow Springs Middle School or Junior High. Ricky tells them that I guess Chubby Butterman's his basement flooded and there's a bunch of frozen food down there and they need to eat their way out of the basement or something. They all apparently find this fat shaming comical. Trouble? Now, remember I told you that Derek and I are going to the National Badger Convention in Chicago? Yeah. Well, we can't go now because of our patrol leader. That's Tubby Butterman's father, isn't it? Yeah, Chubby Butterman. <laughs> well, we can't go because of the accident. Accident? Son, that's terrible. What happened? Well, see, the Butterman's basement is full of freeze-dried food. <laughs> Last night, one of the water pipes busted. Right now, they're up to the raptors and turkey tetrazzini. <laughs> Gee, I hope they eat their way to the furnace before it explodes. <laughs> I'll bet they didn't even call a plumber. 
just tied on their bibs and went to work. <laughs> oh, well, son, it's a shame you can't go to Chicago. Didn't know anybody else would take you? <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. You're not roping me into this one. No. No. <laughs> When they said he, uh, Rick said that there's a problem with uh, their scoutmaster or scout leader. I'm like, oh boy, did this guy do something to a child? And then I'm like, no, no, this is a sitcom. They wouldn't go that dark, or would they? I don't know. No, it's just they're all laughing at the idea of the, the these people having to eat their way out of the uh, flooded basement. So. Edward's like, I'm sorry that like, you can't go on your trip to Chicago. And Rick slings an arm around his dad's shoulders and smiles brightly up at him. Like, eh. Turns out, Edward... <laughs> Edward ends up going in the place of Chubby Butterman. Are there more than two members? I remember JT and Freddy. I take it they're not in this episode. But weren't they members of the Badger Patrol? So we wind up in this hotel room that's got a cot at the foot of two twin beds. I take it that's for Edward to sleep on. But Edward's outfit, because he's dressed just like the boys. But Edward's shorts are very, very short. Like, And I'm sure Derek is just laughing his butt off at this like oh, 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 look at how look at how goofy you look mr stratton i take it he changed when he got to the hotel because ricky and Derek are just looking at at edward like oh you look so ridiculous in that getup i mean we of course have to wear it because you know we're part of the badger patrol and it looks normal on us but to you you just look like tom hanks from big when he went from being 13 to like 30 <laughs> even though big did not come out till what 1988 and this is 1983 but even still uh it's comical <laughs> well guys how do i look you look up fine dad are you sure but i sort of feel like i look a little well a little ridiculous yeah <laughs> No way, sir. The word would never occur to me. Good. So, yeah, Edward turns to Ricky. He's like, how do I look, son? And Ricky tries but fails to keep that laughter out of his voice. He's like, you look fine, Dad. Oh, boy. Um, and Edward's like, are you sure I don't look too... And Derek's got the word. He's like, uh, ridiculous? And Edward kind of looks at him like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> and Derek, of course, is like, oh, no, sir. I wouldn't even dream of that word. I mean, no, you look. <laughs> so Edward kind of goes over their itinerary schedule. So turns out Edward's got to go to some meeting. So what about the kids? Is, is that supposed to be like the kids get to hang out and kind of celebrate and. 
hang around a hotel while Edwards, being the patrol leader, has to go to this meeting about how, how do we face the future or do we muddle along? Wow. I love how Edward doesn't even say anything to the boys about, hey, you guys are guests at this hotel. Please don't get into any sort of trouble. He's like, all right, I'm off to my meeting. You boys do whatever you do. But luckily, Ricky keeps him and Derek on task. Well, we got to get down to that wood chopping um, convention or uh, session. Of course, Derek being Derek... It's probably like, hey, let's go scope out some girls, huh? I mean, we're here. We're young. Oh, apparently Derek's got tickets to see Duran Duran at the McCormick Place, which is nearby where that hotel is. He's got four tickets. So I'm guessing one for him and one for Rick, and then two for some... Derek's going to use those as a bargaining chip, I bet, to get, like, some girls to go with them. Yeah, like, no way in heck is your dad going to allow you boys to be running around downtown Chicago by yourselves. I mean, I braved Chicago, like, ten years ago, which, by brave, I mean, I went on a trolley tour and went to a Mickey D's by myself while Jeremy was stuck in a meeting or a conference the whole for over two days. That trolley tour was fun. I got to ride th three different trolleys because you can get on and get off. And then you get a free t-shirt. You get a bag full of coupons and goodies, free popcorn. I went to the Cheesecake Factory and I sat down. But then when I looked at the menu and the prices, I'm like, okay. I got up and I'm like, I can't afford this. Bye. <laughs> but the last trolley that I got on, I it was one of those double-decker ones. And I was able to get up on the top where it's got the open view, like no roof. And it was so, I mean, it was starting to sprinkle. And it, it, this was in August, so, but still, it was fun. <laughs> we better get down to the crystal room for that wood chopping demonstration. Hold it. We're not going to spend the afternoon dodging wood chips. <laughs> what I got. Four seats to McCormick Place. There's a certain rock concert being held there tonight. Duran Duran? All right! Awesome! <laughs> uh, wait a minute. These are front row seats. How'd you get the money to pay for these? Well, let's just say that hot shops <laughs> pay big bucks for family heirlooms. <laughs> hey, hey, with four tickets, we can bring those Hungarian exchange badgers. Sultan and Tibor. <laughs> Have you got goulash on the brain? We're gonna use these tickets to get us some women. So, Ricky asked Derek, like, hey, these tickets are front row. They've got to be expensive. How did you get these? And apparently Derek pawned off some family heirlooms that he got big bucks for. And Ricky's like, well, there's four tickets here. We can ask those Hungarian badgers. Zoltar and Tibor or something like that. And Derek just smiles and I'm like, no, 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 boy, you got, what do you say, goulash on the brain? Like, you're just muddle-headed, Rick. Okay, we're gonna get some girls to go with us. 
experienced women. <laughs> we are? Rick, didn't you see the sign down in the lobby? Welcome Midwestern High School cheerleading finalists. This place is crowded with chicks in tight sweaters with great big letters on them. <laughs> so no, Derek doesn't want to get girls. He wants to get women. Experienced women as... They were going through the lobby. Derek noticed a sign about the Midwest High School Cheerleading Championship. Like, okay. So, yeah, he thinks that they're going to be able to score some cheerleaders. Uh-huh, some high school cheerleaders. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, because Duran Duran is his ticket to get these girls. Okay, well, Derek, whatever. Now, these hotel doors, as they close the doors, they uh, walk into the hallway. I know these have got to be, of course, doors that you unlock with, like, a physical key, not one of those key cards that most hotel rooms have now, which can be a pain. Yeah, I find those key cards to be a real pain in the bum. Um, when Jeremy and I went on our vacation last summer, we each got cards, but it seems like... He had to get a replacement for his at least three different times while during that week that we stayed there. And that is absolutely ridiculous. I can see maybe one time the thing not working, but three different cards or two different cards. It, well, including mine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, even though, yeah, I'm with the 21st century, but heck, when it comes to uh, opening a hotel room door... I'd rather have an old-fashioned key sometimes. Sometimes it just seems like if you stick a key into the lock, a regular key, it should go. But with the little key cards, it's like you're waiting for that light on the door and the thing to turn green. So Derek and Ricky come out of the hotel room. They head to the elevator. That elevator door is huge it's really wide and then while they're waiting because Derek pushes the button for the elevator the door opens and like at least four or five high school cheerleader girls these girls look like they're maybe they're not seniors they're definitely not juniors they gotta be like freshman age so they gotta be like 14 15 years old yeah, there's four girls, and all three of them are wearing different outfits, like they're representing other schools. Where's the rest of their squads? So like, it's interesting that you're talking to your competitors, which there's no law that says you can't do that, or no rule that says you can't talk to your competitor. But you think you're going to a competition... You kind of want to hang with your squad, I guess, but we get a girl that's got a mustard yellow shirt with a S and a cheerleading, um, what is that? It's like the thing you shout into, like, uh, around circuit, I can't even think of what the word for it would be. Then we get a girl who's... Got a blue shirt, blue pom-poms. Oh, the girl in the mustard yellow. They're all, all four girls are, are holding different colored pom-poms. Mustard yellow girl is wearing, or <laughs> she's holding a green pom-pom. 
The girl next to her is holding a blue one, and she's dressed in blue. Her shirt's half blue, half white, and then it's got some retroish yellow-orange stripes running down the sides. In the back, just coming off the elevator, we have a girl that's also, she's got a yellow pom-pom, she's got a red skirt, she's got a mostly white, but then you got a blue, red, or a yellow, red, yellow stripes running across. And then we do have a person of color, a nice African-American girl who's wearing a blue sweater, they're all sweaters, not shirts, uh, blue sweater, and it's got red sleeves, and then she's also got a collar, and the girl in the blue and white sweater has, like, a collar kind of, or is that a turtleneck? I don't know, guys, I, enough of the fashion, really, it's just, oh, um, yeah, the African-American girl has a white pom-pom, and as they pass Ricky and Derek, Ricky's like, whoa, and... Derek's got his arms folded across his chest like, hey, we hit pay dirt. It's like, come on, guys. No, they're not going to be into you. Or I could be wrong. Um, The girl in the mustard yellow sweater and the uh, girl in the blue and white sweater are both pointing and smiling. So I don't know if it's, hey, check out those cute little boys or, oh, look at those kids in those beaver hat, uh, what are they? badger hats or something. So, Rick kind of turns to Derek, and he's like, hey, they're uh, checking us out. Why don't we show them our best moves? And Ricky turns to face the girls, and he's got this smoldering look on his face. Like, ooh, you like that? Like, don't do that. <laughs> Kid, don't. Mm. I was going to say, the only reason they're looking at you is probably because they're laughing at your ridiculous Badger Patrol uniforms. Especially the hat. Ugh. Oh, and Ricky, like, does the thing where he must forget he's wearing a hat because he takes his hand and kind of slicks back his hair, which most of his hair is underneath his hat. It's just, uh, this is kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but it's, it, it, it's kind of cute and funny at the same time. Is Ricky pretending like he's a supermodel? I don't know any guys that, like, put their, they, like, make a pose with a hand, like, on the hip and then one hand, like, on the back of the head kind of tilted sideways with the eyes closed. I mean, what Derek's doing is just as ridiculous as he's got his arms, like, curled upward, his hands are in fists, like he's showing off his muscles, he doesn't have any, and he's making kissy faces, like, oh my god, those girls are just gonna bust a gut laughing at you. But they get an applause, like, the boys get an applause from the audience! Oh god, yes, these girls, uh, mustard yellow sweater and blue and white sweater are just laughing, like, oh, you boys are ridiculous. Well, you blew that one, didn't you? <laughs> Check us out. <laughs> Let's throw 
those girls. They laughed at the Ricker. <laughs> and Ricky is still referring to himself as the Ricker. And we are in season two. Oh, boy. This, this thing's going to go on and on, isn't it? It's going to go on all the way to season five, I bet. Oh, I just... The, I like the Rickster over the Ricker, or... Mm, I just don't like it. So when does Derek sing Macho Man? So those girls laugh at them and walk away. Now we get a few more. A couple girls from the same squad. They're wearing, like, a baby blue sweater. And one of them... There's another girl with, like, a yellow pom-pom, and she's got, a, like, a, a fuchsia or a magenta-colored sweater on. So those girls, a couple, the, the magenta sweater walks on somewhere else, and she's not with that squad. Um, and the two baby blue sweaters are like, hey, what do you want to do tonight? They're talking to each other, and she's like, I don't know, but I want to have some fun as they're getting, like, pop and treats and stuff from the vending machines. We move back over to Ricky and Derek, who are looking at each other like, oh yeah, let's hit this. Boys, please stop with the weird moves. You're, they didn't learn from the other girls laughing at them. Oh, just go over there and talk to the girls. The worst they're going to do, like the other girls, is just laugh in your face. Okay, they are actually heading, the boys are heading over there. All right, good, good, good. Derek is almost as tall as the brunette girl. And there's also a blonde girl. Like, the, the dark-haired brunette girl has her hair kind of in a low ponytail, and the other one's got her hair kind of clipped back in um, barrettes. So let's listen to Derek's smooth moves here, because, ugh. Afternoon, ladies. I'm Biff Taylor. <laughs> my friend here, Moose. Excuse us. <laughs> What's the matter? Nothing, Biff. <laughs> Listen, before we go back here, let's decide what we're going to say to him. Can you believe it? We just got hit on by toddlers. <laughs> hey, don't call them toddlers. They're fragile little boys on the brink of manhood. <laughs> I'm going to go untangle my pom-poms. <laughs> oh, great. One of our pigeons just flew the coop. because, of course, they're not going to use their real names. And he calls Ricky, like, hey, this is Moose. Like, that's lame. <laughs> the girls are not impressed. So Ricky kind of pulls Derek aside, like, uh, before we go over there again, we should really, like, get an idea of what we want to say to these girls. And the girls, by the way, are laughing. And I love the the uh, dark brunette girls lineup. Oh, we just got hit on by toddlers. <laughs> and the other girl, she's like, oh, no, don't laugh at them. They're on the cusp of adolescence or something like that. It's kind of cute. Uh, I'm like, ew. At first, I'm like, are, are they going to, is that girl going to try to corrupt them? Ew. I swear, if one of those girls actually did make a move, I really don't think those boys, especially Rick, but I think that Derek would 
really, nah, he would not be able to handle that. He's all talk. So now the elevator door rings again, and there's more cheerleaders. All of different, it's like, let's see, so there's three here, there's four in the first one, and three there, so that's seven. And Derek's telling like, or Ricky's saying, Derek, this plan of yours is not going to work, and Derek's like, don't worry. It will, as the elevator door dings, and we get more girls coming off the elevator. Oh, Derek's like, hey, Rick, you you stand there and hang out, and he says, watch my smoke, as in, watch me do this, because I'm going to instruct you on how to... Derek whips out the four tickets to this blonde-haired girl who's just walking and laughing at him, and he says, hey, I got four tickets to Duran... Oh, yeah. Well, Derek, you got two other chances. Derek hits on another girl with those tickets. She just walks away, does not even glance at him. And then we get a boy who is... I I know there are boys, like, in the cheerleading that help with, like, the moves and stuff and everything like that sometimes, so... Yeah, Derek was about ready, like, hey, oh, you're a guy, never mind. (laughs) This one girl who was uh, saying, hey, we got hit on by toddlers, the one in the baby blue sweater, is just kind of watching all of this. This girl is totally going to play them. As she points at Rick and Derek, calling them, you know, Moose and Biff, and tells them, she calls them hunks, and tells them to come over here as she wiggles her finger, curls her finger, like, come hither. Boys are so surprised that they look around like there'd be another couple boys there. And then they point at themselves like, ooh, you're talking to me? Like, ah. Yeah, let's see how this goes over. Because I don't think it... She's going to take those tickets from Derek. Well, actually, I'm Ricky. I'm Derek. And I'm Michelle. Now, did I hear you say you had tickets to the Duran... Duran concert? Yeah! (laughs) My my friend and me have four front row seats, and we're looking for dates. We're also looking for a real good time. (laughs) Catch my drift. (laughs) Do you kids know what a good time really is? No. Or should I go find out? So the boys give up their real names as Ricky's like, I'm Ricky, and Derek's like, I'm Derek, and then the girl kind of goes in like, oh, did I hear that you boys have t- tickets to the Duran Duran concert? As she touches with her finger, she taps each of them on the nose, and those boys are melting like butter. <laughs> and it's so funny that when she asks that, they're like, yes! Like, their voices crack at the same time. <laughs> And Derek's all like, yeah, we're also in for a good time, if you know what I mean. And the girl is just really amused at this. Like, these boys know nothing. Because she asks them, do you know what it means to have a good time? And Rookie's like, no, but I really want to find out. Like, okay. And she's 
grinning so hard behind her mouth, like, oh, I can't even, because we get this applause break and laughter, laugh track. No, it's a real audience, I'm sorry. <laughs> How old are you? Twelve? <laughs> I've seen a dozen summers. <laughs> well, it just so happens that Valerie and I would love to go to the concert with you. You would? Uh, would you like to check with her first? That won't be necessary. When she finds out you guys are our dates, she'll be absolutely stunned. <laughs> Great. Uh, where should we pick you wenches up, huh? Oh. Right here. Room 408. Shall we say around 7.30ish? <laughs> that her friend Valerie is just going to be so stunned when she tells her that these 12-year-old boys are their dates to the Duran Duran concert. She says, my room is 208. And Rick's like, all right, we'll pick you up about 7 o'clock. And she's like, all right, right here. And she walks away, turns, looks over her shoulder, and blows a kiss at them. And... Ricky and Derek are just ecstatic. So now we get to the next scene, and Ricky is putting so much shaving cream on his face. Uh, I bet he's going to, if he uses a real razor, he's going to cut up his face. Where's Edward? How long is that meeting? <laughs> and he's not even checking with anyone. Like, oh, did uh, my crew or my uh, my group check in here, this wood-making what have you? Okay, Rick. You do not need to pile on that whipped cream. You definitely don't need to shave your cheekbones. Because <laughs> he's got the whipped cream not just along his face, underneath. He's uh, just about got some in his eye. But he's got it just underneath his eyes, too. It's like, buddy, you don't need to be shaving, like, your cheeks. <laughs> oh, I love how he also, uh, he didn't even get just, you know, his, uh, he didn't even get his upper lip yet. But, yeah, let's get just below my eyeballs, because, oh, no, he hit, he hit his upper lip. He's good. Dang, don't, uh. Don't hit your uh, nose with that razor because your nose is like buried under her, that uh, thick whipped cream layer of, sh of uh, shaving cream on your face. Ugh. I mean, it is really thick. You have to scrape off some of those layers before you actually even get close to touching your skin. like I said, covered. Completely covered. And then he's got... He must have used that entire can. Because he's got this 
bigger than his hand amount of whipped cream. And it's like, what? he's looking at the camera like, what am I going to do with the rest of this? Where's Derek? Why don't you give him some? Because I'm sure he probably wants to shave his the non-existent hairs on his face. Oh! Oh, I get it. Yeah, Ricky smiles to himself like, oh, I know what to do with this shaving cream. <laughs> He's going to throw it at Derek's face. Although, what if it turned out to be Edward? Edward has not even come back yet. He's been gone all day. So Derek's in the shower as Ricky opens the door, gets ready to chuck that handful of shaving cream at Derek. Like, hey, Derek! And Derek's like, yeah. And Ricky pulls his arm back like he's getting ready to to chuck a baseball and just whips it at Derek. But it's, when Ricky opens this door, so much steam hits Ricky right in the face. I'm, oh my gosh. So Derek's head pops out of the door. Clearly you can tell that he's shirtless. But his face is covered in that wad of shaving cream. Now Ricky's gonna shave. Oh! Oh my goodness, he's gonna shave. He's gonna cut his face up once he gets through those layers of shaving cream on his face. I know it. I know it. He's an inexperienced shaver. I mean, I don't shave my face, but even still, when I was learning to shave my legs as a teenager, I cut my legs up so bad all the time. Granted, I got the disposable razors, probably the Bic ones, which are like cheap garbage. And it's just like, ah! And I, when my dad would shave, I'd always tell where he'd cut himself because he's all always would put bits of toilet paper on his face. My dad was like in his like 40s and stuff like at that time. And it's like, Seriously, you've been shaving for what, like over 20 years? I think you should have gotten a handle on it by now. But then again, new blades, you're probably always going to end up cutting yourself somewhere. I bet that that prop, that just, it's a prop. It doesn't actually have a real blade in it. Because it's like one of those old-fashioned razors. As Ricky kind of starts at the bottom of his... Adam's apple and just start shaving upward. Like. I remember this episode of The Simpsons. I can't remember which one. It might be in like season three. Where Homer's trying to. F oh, I know what it is. It's the one where Marge and Ruth Powers like go to this uh, ballet thing because Marge won tickets to the ballet. And Homer's, like, desperately finding, trying to find somebody to hang out with. And he calls up Lenny. And Lenny says something like, oh, I can't do it, Homer. I'm watching the game. And then we see him shaving a woman's leg who, <laughs> clearly, you know, Lenny's not married. So he probably just was so desperate to spend time with a girl that, like, I'll shave your legs for you. And she's like, you're supposed to go up, not down, idiot. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's what you do. You, the razors are shaped so that way you're shaving upward. No one shaves down. Because the hairs, you got, that way you're getting the hairs as you're shaving upward. So, yeah, he's got uh, his neck there, his Adam's apple. He's cleared that spot. Now he's holding his nose. 
to get the, the his upper lip there. He's got to get that uh, that spot. But why do you have to hold your nose while you're doing it? And he's looking in a mirror. It's not like he's shaving, you know, um, by not facing a mirror. I mean, there are some people that probably don't even have to look in a mirror when they shave. You know, they shave their face so often, they know what areas to hit. And they can do it without... But Rick's a beginner. You know, he's never shaved a day in his life. He really doesn't have to shave. I'd say maybe in another two or three years, when he's like 15, 16 years old, once you hit that, that, that prime shaving time for, you know... Teens. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What's Edward gotten? Is he, like, loaded down with, what, books or something? Finally, he's come back. It's like, buddy, where have you been in an all-day conference? As Ricky is shaving his face. And Edward's back is to Ricky, so he has no idea what's going on. But he's probably going to be like, um, son, what are you doing? You look like you're going somewhere. Are you going somewhere? the conference and everything and Edward's like oh yeah it was really uh got a lot of stuff here and I learned more about temples than I would ever ever want to know than any man's got a right to know in fact and then <clears throat> he turns around <laughs> Edward does and finally sees what Ricky's doing in the mirror as he's shaving himself Shaving his face. <laughs> and it's so funny. Edward's expression is like, he's got his hand kind of up to his, you know, covering his mouth. Like, he's trying to hide, like, he's trying to keep from bursting out laughing. It's like, oh, <laughs> my little boy shaving his face. And he's like, oh, you're shaving, huh? And Rick's like, yep. Yeah, I wanted to uh, get a head start on that five o'clock shadow. You know, and he's like, oh, you know how it is, right, Dad? And Edward's like, yeah, yeah, I know how it is. Yeah, being it's only like uh, 4.30. And 
Ricky mentions, well, I got a date tonight. And Alfred's like, oh, really? You have a date tonight, do you? In a town that you've never been in? And he's like, well, who's the lucky lady? And Ricky's like, oh, well. And Edward catches on. He is clued in. Because he's been downstairs, you know, probably in the lobby, in the conference room. So, but you're not too, you know, occupied with other things that you don't see the hundreds upon hundreds of high school cheerleaders that have been parading around that hotel the whole time. It's like, it wouldn't happen. He's like, it wouldn't happen to be one of these high school cheerleaders, huh? And (laughs) Rick's like, yep, it sure is. And Edward's like, oh, yeah. At first I thought he's like, I thought he was going to say something like, uh, yeah, nice try, son. You're not going out with a high schooler. And he's like, oh, good for you, son. Here, chip off the old block. (laughs) Because Rick says, hey, we're going to the Duran Duran concert. I, my guess is Edward's going to be a wet blanket. And I'm like, you're not going to any concert. You're not going out with that high schooler. Yeah, my guess is they don't go to this concert. That's what I'm guessing. Like, Edward can only play along so much before he's got to put his foot down and say, uh, No. see. Son, don't you think that a high school cheerleader is a little old for you? Ah, uh, don't worry about it, Dad. I can handle it. <laughs> Rick, let me ask you a question. Why do you think a high school cheerleader would want to go out with, uh, uh with... With a younger man? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess she senses in me a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> well, son, do you think it's possible that this girl might just be using you to get to the concert? Well, it's possible. But then again, who cares? <laughs> son, you know, there's some people in this world who will pretend to like you. But they only act that way to get something they want. And they don't care how they get it. They're not like you. You have character. You care about people. You're not a user. Come on, Dad. I'm not a saint. You're also not going to the concert alone. I'll take you there in a taxi and I'll pick you up when it's over. Dad! Son, you're in a strange town. But it's my kind of town, Chicago is. (laughs) So Edward kind of gets in the meat of this whole thing. When he asked, like, so what is a high schooler doing with you, a 12-year-old kid? Like, what interest could she possibly have in you? And Ricky's like, oh, maybe she sensed in me uh, a little je ne sais quoi. Although, Ricky mispronounces it. And I'm like, oh, you mean je ne sais quoi? <laughs> and um, Edward kind of goes on a little bit of a lecture here with Rick and says, well, you know, son, sometimes people, because he says, don't you think this girl is using you to get to the Duran Duran concert? And Ricky's like, yeah, but I don't care. And then he kind of, Edward goes on about, like, 
sometimes, you know, you're better than this. You would never take advantage of someone just to get something. Because he's like, sometimes that's what people like to do. Take advantage of the younger people to get what they want out of a situation. And Ricky's hip to that. Edward, okay, so Edward says, you're also not going to the Duran Duran con- At first I thought he said, like, you're not going to the concert, period. But he's like, no, you're not going to the concert alone. I will take you and Derek and your dates in a taxi and I will pick you up after the concert's over. And Ricky's like, but dad, and Edward's like, uh, buddy, you are not walking around in a strange town you've never been in, but this is Chicago, Rick. Things can happen. You are 12 years old, buddy. Somebody can pick you up and kidnap you. And (laughs) Ricky's he's like, oh, but dad, this is my kind of town, Chicago is. Rick, you've never been, you haven't even been outside of that hotel yet. You don't know what Chicago's like. I've been there. I've been there three times. Granted, the very first time, um, it was to, I got roped into babysitting my sister's kids. (laughs) Um, when I was 16, I mean, it was cool. I hung out in the lobby with one of those, um, one of those hotel people watching the TV. And then, oh, I took, like, some... There's a TGI Fridays attached to that hotel. And I guess they weren't open yet, but I took a bunch of their, like, balloons that they would give to kids. Like, they're all, like, uninflated. And I'm like, oh, I'll just take a handful here. Bye! (laughs) But the one thing that was nice on that particular trip was I, like, had a dessert. And I realized, I got the bill, and I realized I didn't have enough money, and I freaked out. But this guy, I covered what I couldn't of my bill. And that was so nice. I'm like, oh, wow. That's, and that was fucking, that was in 1998. I remember that. The second time, of course, I went to Chicago would have been when I went on the senior class, the all-nighter. Let me tell you, I had never stayed up till midnight before, and good golly was it hard. My friends, um, Barbara and David, were trying to keep me awake. We went to this sports bar, and then we went to this other place that had a lot of cool activities, and then we went on this cruise ship. Where some of the kids that were like 18, uh, well, this was just before we graduated. Uh, some of the guy, people on the upper deck were smoking cigarettes. There was a dance thing down below on one of the levels. And it was kind of cool seeing the Chicago uh, skyline lit up at night. But I was really getting tired. And we actually got to be on one of those coach type buses. Which, let me tell you, trying to sleep on one of those, like, with your neck, like, head on the armrest, is not comfortable at all. And, of course, the last time I went to Chicago was back in 08. Jeremy had a thing for his work. I got to hang around and go to Chicago on a trolley tour and have a bunch of samples and stuff like that. It was a fun time. It was a fun, fun time. So let's see how this is going to play out. 
Because Derek's still in the bathroom, I think. He doesn't even know that Edward's even come back. He doesn't even know about any of this. <laughs> well, Rick, you have two choices. Either you do it my way or no way. Well, could you do me a favor and sit up front and pretend to be the cabbie's immigrant cousin? <laughs> yes, I could do that. It would be my happiness. <laughs> So Edward gives Ricky a choice. He's like, you can you have two choices here, son. You can either do it my way or no way. It's up to you. So Rick's like, all right, but can you sit up front with a cab driver and pretend that you're like his non-American speaking cousin? And Edward puts on this <laughs> this accent. We get Derek coming out of the bathroom. He's wearing one of those um, hair covers. You know, the the plastic type that goes over your head if you don't want to get your hair wet. And this boy comes out wearing just a towel. No way in the world would this ever be in 2018, 2019. Would that be allowed? But that is when we get... Derek coming out of the bathroom singing Macho Macho Man. He looks so ridiculous. <laughs> it's just so funny. I guess up to this point, Edward didn't even know that that Derek was going. He's like, oh, Derek's going with you, huh? And Rick's like, yeah, I'll try to have a good time. <laughs> We get such an applause as Derek comes out of the bathroom in that towel. And that, uh, that hair thing. Alright, now we go to the next scene. These, um, transitions from one scene to the next. It's just, they're really clear, like, boop. There's no real fade out. It's just, boop, next scene. Derek comes out in black pants and a light blue button-up shirt. And an ascot? Does he think he's Hugh Hefner? He, Hugh Hefner? I'm surprised he doesn't have, like, a, a ship captain's hat on. And, like, um, like a blazer or something. What is Ricky got on his head? Is that, like, a beret? Because Ricky's dressed nice and casual. He's got the khakis on. He's got the... Blue, it's almost like a, like a royal, is it royal blue, but, um, sweater with a button-up shirt underneath. But that hat is just weird looking. Didn't someone from that show, was it What's Happening, or, it, it, that hat just looks like it's from the 70s. As they head out the door and they head over to the girls' room. Oh, it is a beret that uh, Rick's wearing. And he asks Derek, like, hey, Derek, do you think this uh, beret looks me makes me look suave and irresistible? And Derek says something in French. He says, may we? <laughs> so when Derek says, may we, he turns to go knock on the door. And we hear this weird squeal. I don't know if it came from an actual person or what, but. 
So Rick takes the beret off, and he's like, well, I guess I should do the opposite of what you say. And the boys head back into the room as the girls come out of their room. So the brunette girl's name is Michelle, and the other girl is like, hey, Michelle, why don't you tell me who our dates are? And Michelle just tells her, like, be patient, you're about to find out. So the girl says, it's only fair to warn you, the girl in the pink top, the blonde, who has no idea who the dates are, like, it's only fair to warn you, if I don't like, and then that's when uh, Derek and Rick show up. You should wear this beret, it makes him look suave, irresistible. Maybe. Just a minute. So you're positive I should wear this beret? Yes. A good rule of thumb is to do the opposite of whatever you tell me. <laughs> Michelle, why don't you tell me who our dates are? Be patient. You're about to find out. Well, it's only fair to warn you that if I'm not happy with them, bye. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Ah, <laughs> uh, excuse us. You set us up with the toddlers? You're the one who called them fragile little boys on the brink of manhood. Besides, those twerps have tickets to Duran Duran. Well, maybe so. Front row seats. That still doesn't. is like, eh, can I talk to you, Michelle? She pushes her over there, like, I don't want to go to the Duran Duran concert with a couple toddlers. And Michelle tells her, like, you're the one who called them boys on the verge of adulthood or manhood or something like that. And she says, it's front row to Duran Duran. And, of course, that shuts the blonde up. And I'm like, okay, but if someone sees us, she's just, she's like, I got a reputation here. And, of course, the boy cheerleader, or whatever he's supposed to be, it's like, oh, girls, if you're going with those little boys, don't forget to take along some pampers. Like, ugh. So Ricky asked the girls, like, hey, we gotta make, uh, Derek and I need to make sure we're with the right girl, so can you each describe each other? So Derek goes with the brunette, and Ricky goes with the blonde. Wow, they got back to the con from the concert already. That was fast. <laughs> because at first when the, the elevator door, like, dinged the light above and then showed the elevator, I'm like, oh, wow. I thought like, they were just getting to the ground floor to exit the hotel. But no, they're back from the concert. So the blonde girl makes a remark about how, like, oh, who knew two cabbies had the same cousin? Girl, you are dense. <laughs> and they got posters and booklets and stuff like that, and it was just, they had a great time. So they turned to go in. And let me guess, Derek's going to make a remark like, oh, no, goodnight kiss or something like that? 
Oh, they, the boys head into the girls' hotel room. Oh, that'll be great. Oh, no, no, no. The girls push the boys out. Like, get, no, no. This isn't going any further than a concert, so please get out of our hotel room. Okay, I'm gonna play this clip. Derek is clearly not happy. Like, hey, we took you to the concert. We should get something in return. <laughs> was going to happen here because Michelle the brunette is going for a handshake and Ricky kind of looks at her hand like what is this and the girls are like well what did you expect to happen and Ricky of course doesn't want to come out and say like well you know you know and the girls are like no well the blonde is like no I don't know and Rick turns to Derek like Derek she doesn't know and Derek just kind of looks at the girl like, oh, she knows. So Michelle pearls the blonde away and says, look, the only way I pro that this whole thing would work with the concert was that I promised the that the boys were going to be able to get lucky with the girl. Those boys are 12. Those girls got to be at least 15, 16 years old. That is, is that illegal? <laughs> so... The blonde is not into it. Like, no, I'm not doing that. And Michelle's like, look, if we just come onto them really strong, they're going to freak out and run away like rabbits. Well, Rick might, but I don't know about Derek. He seems to be their speed. So, uh, what's the decision? Yeah, uh, do we leave now or do we get naked? <laughs> 
understanding. I'm afraid you've been misled. Our date is over now. Right now? <laughs> right now. But I shaved. <laughs> Look, boys, you deserve an apology. We used you to see Duran Duran, and we're really sorry for doing that. I just hope you can find it in your hearts to forgive us. Boy, what a chip. <laughs> we owe you an apology, too. See, Derek and I tried to use you. All along, I knew it was wrong to try and trade in concert tickets for cheap sex. <laughs> cheap? Tell that to my mom when she tries to find my grandmother's Wedgwood. <laughs> Listen, Valerie, I hope you can at least forgive me. Because I think you're a sensational girl. You're pretty, you're smart, you're sensitive. <coughs> and I'll never forget you. Um, you're sweet. So I guess the blonde's name is Valerie. Okay, so she says the date is over. And of course, Derek is angry, like, what a jip. And Valerie says, we got a confession to make. We used you to go to the Dran Dran concert. And Ricky's like, well, actually, we also used you. So you go to the concert with us in hopes of, as Ricky refers to it as, they were hoping to get cheap sex. Like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, 1983, guys, what can I say, that stuff was allowed back then, and Ricky's all like, but I shaved, and Derek mentions how, I try explaining to my mom where my grandmother's, what'd she say, he said, like, wood, something or other, I think, is it a golf club or something, I don't know, but... Ricky is all, like, saying some stuff to her, and she just, Valerie melts like butter, and she kisses, I thought she was gonna kiss him on the cheek, she kissed him on the lips, and Ricky's got this dazed, happy, I'm in dreamland look on my face, like, ooh, I scored, <laughs> okay, so what Ricky said is he hopes that Valerie can forgive him, he says, Valerie, you're a sensational girl, she's pretty, and she's smart, <laughs> sensitive and he adds I'll never forget you and she's like oh that's so sweet and she bends down to kiss him on the mouth Ricky knows just what to say to make a girl melt and Valerie did Derek you were getting no kisses from those girls that uh, Michelle tonight sensational too. <laughs> Except you're prettier and you're smarter and you're sensitiver. <laughs> I'll never forget you even more. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Valerie says goodnight, Ricky, and Ricky's still got that dazed smile on his face, like, goodnight, Valerie. And Derek, seeing how Ricky got a kiss, he wants to get some from Michelle, so he mentions that he uses the same lines that Ricky does, and he puckers up his lips, hoping to get a kiss, and Michelle's like, oh, that's nice. You think I'm sensitive? That's not a word. Uh, Good night. Bye. <laughs> that's nice. And yeah, Ricky just pulls Derek away. Like, let's get back to the hotel room, please. <laughs> and that was the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, For the train rating, which I think I'm going to stick with that throughout the rest of covering the show. Um, I thought this was cute. As far as for a season opener, eh, I mean, it's cool that they got to be on location, but I don't know. It was alright for me. So I'm gonna give it... I'm gonna give it a 3 out of 5. I like the shaving, Ricky with the shaving cream. I like Ricky's words at the end with the girl, calling her sensitive and smart and sweet and everything like that. I liked Ricky in the beret. I thought that was absolutely adorable. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that, I mean, we only saw one scene of Kate, which wasn't terrible. But, I mean, why would she have a reason to be there? She'd be bored off her butt. I mean, Edward would be stuck doing those conferences for the Badger Patrol leaders, and the boys would be doing their thing. And Derek at the end, I didn't really care. I was like, dude, you gotta come up with your own material and stop stealing off of Ricky. Because you are not the sweet, sensitive type, Derek. You are abrasive, and just, you have no charm about you whatsoever. It comes off creepy. Um, as far as the silver spoon fold this episode, I am going to go with basically what I learned from the episode is don't use tickets to try to get girls to go to, I mean, come on, it's just, you, you're in a strange city. No, that's not it. Let me think. What did I learn from the episode? Uh, you don't need to put a... Six inches worth of shaving cream on your face to sh to shave your face. Granted, Ricky was a beginner. He'd never shaved in his life. At one point, Edward actually looked at... And Ricky didn't even have the blade out, so that's good. Otherwise, he would have cut up his face. So, just be mindful of your shaving for the first time. Take it slow. Especially when you're using a blade. Because some even if you're careful, you can still get cut. Shaving yourself, so use precautions. Stack up on band-aids. I don't know if it's still a thing to use like toilet paper on your face. That was I know there are other people that used to do that too. Other 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 guys, so it wasn't just my dad that did that. But alright, let's look at next week's episode. Alright, next week we have season two, episode two, Attack of the Giant Frog People. Ricky has his friends Derek, JT, and Freddy for a sleepover. But the boys play a cruel prank on Freddy and Ricky makes it worse with a selfish remark. He feels guilty about his behavior while Kate over-identifies with the taunting. 
This episode aired on October 22nd, 1983. All right, let's say hey to some Silver Spoons podcast listeners. We got Muskegon, Michigan. Canada, Staten Island, New York, Los Angeles, California, Reno, Nevada, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Pineville, Kentucky, Indonesia, Detroit, Michigan, Leeds, United Kingdom, Indonesia, Livingston, New Jersey, Pakistan, Jacksonville, Florida, Hesperia, California, France, Houston, Texas, Germantown, Tennessee, San Diego, California, France, Zurich, Switzerland, France, and Germany, and Becker, Minnesota. All right. Everyone have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye.